Welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind that count. Today I'm speaking with Jean Bleur, who's going to come on and highlight some of his music career and talk a little bit about um, his Catholic faith journey. So thank you for coming on. It's good to be with you, Manny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm always surveying social media, trying to find interesting cat Catholics to speak with. And so I always see his music floating around that he promotes. And so I thought it would be a really good idea to get a, a musician on. Um, so let's get started with the conversation. Uh, the first question is always the same. Talk a little bit about your faith journey. Uh, what was it like growing up? Are you a cradle Catholic, revert, a convert um, to the Catholic faith? So uh, I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, my Catholic, the Catholic faith runs on my mother's side. So my mom was raised Catholic. All her siblings pretty much went to Catholic schools. My grandparents are Catholic. So it's it's been a long-standing tradition part of my family. So uh, been kind of immersed in the culture from a young age. I would have some of my uh, aunts and uncles were very involved with um, like different clergy and with like nuns and things like that so you'd sometimes you'd have family dinners you know and uh you know monsignor would come for dinner or something like that and uh you know our, our weddings um it's funny one of my uh my aunt's wedding she had a friend i think that was a franciscan and uh i always thought i didn't know that catholics um drink you know i assumed because i went to school with a lot of protestants and there weren't a lot of other Catholics around me. So I, I assumed a lot of the other standing things were the same. But <laughs> I met this monk and he was, you know, life of the party. You know, it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, it's, I've been around the faith a decent amount. And uh, I really treasure it. And because of the tradition in my family, I feel like it's right for me to kind of do my part and use, you know, my gifts that I have to, uh, you know, continue the uh the mission of jesus christ uh, and furthering you know bring people in towards the catholic church i guess uh for my faith journey um i've i was pretty uh, active as a kid you know i was going through like the ccd and church school you know second grade first communion getting confirmed to eighth grade and uh you know all that process going to different events, but I definitely did fall out with the faith probably towards high school and towards the beginning of college. Um, I think part of that was just my own, I, I don't know, I was not, I didn't really understand the value. Like, you know, you presented these things as a kid and it's a lot of it's just routine and you you understand it maybe on like a a little bit of a deeper level, but you haven't, you haven't really been battle tested by life enough to really understand like the, you know, the the weight of the message that's being presented to you. And I kind of took that for granted. And, you know, I was just living my life then. And then towards, I'd say my sophomore year of college, I uh, I decided to take a break from school. I was really suffering, you know, from like mental health and just a variety of things. And I was trying to take some time away from education to like regroup. And, you know, the first thing I did on like the first week outside of school, you know, was go back to mass. And then that, you know, journey back into my faith, uh, you know, coincided with my the improvement of my health and, uh, you know, me kind of really getting back into uh, who I can be. And I'm so thankful for, like, the grace of God that 
has been able to guide me through, you know, my whole life and especially these past few years. Uh, without him, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, get to the place that I am now and be able to, you know, make the music or contribute to various projects uh, that I do today. Yeah, thank you for sharing. It's so good to hear that you came back into the Shepherd's Gate. Um, so it's good. Um, so my next question um, centers around your faith. Um, so in your life journey, have you had um, like a memorable faith experience that has really influenced or impacted you in a big way? Uh, I guess some memorable experiences. Uh, you know, God tends to like make life unfold. Like you think you're just like going through day to day and, you know, just things happen, but then you'll like recognize these like coincidences or synchronicities. And I feel like God kind of uses that in my life to kind of show me his presence. And I know that um, there were many times where I would, uh, like once when I was starting to go back to church, I uh, I had driven out to the uh, church to go to the mass on Sunday. And I didn't, my aunt who lives, you know, hours away, I didn't even know she was in town and uh, she was just there, you know, things like that, where I would just run into like-minded people or uh, I'm in Philadelphia now and the church that I go to here, uh, I was still kind of trying to rectify some things in my faith. I think a lot of issues that I've had to uh, deal with come with, um, you know, my interest in art and music and being a Catholic, you know, there's, there's so much in the arts and in that world that can be very sinful you know and if you're embracing your faith it's hard to kind of rectify that and find a place there you know often you feel like you have to be to yourself or you, it's hard to find contemporaries you know but then when I moved to Philly I had met um one of the uh the friars at the church that I go to was like super artistic you know he went to art school and he developed a very deep understanding of like the theory of like creation and like creative work and how it can tie into the Catholic faith. And, you know, having that, like seeing those two things like rectified in this person and their ideas was a great model for me and a really great moment that I was thankful for God uh, being in my life because it really showed me a way forward that I didn't know was there before. Yeah, thank you for sharing such a dynamic impact that those memorable moments have had. Um, so my last question about you and your faith is um, you've been a, a Catholic all your life. Um, so what's something that you would say to someone who is discerning the Catholic Church? Like what's a piece of advice that you would give them? Um, I think the first thing would just be like get in the motion of going to mass you know one of my favorite parts about being catholic is almost like the regimen that it presents you with going to mass every sunday also having like the daily masses that sometimes i'll go to in the mornings or you know going to confession like there are these constructs that kind of build a routine into your life you know and kind of just adhering to that first and then just kind of absorbing what's going on having an open mind and also getting to know the clergy. I think 
you know, often you see priests or the friars, they wear these different clothes. You know, it could look pretty alien to what we're normally used to. But these are real normal people. And this is just their life and their vocation, just like how you have your life and your vocation. And I think getting to know them on a personal level can really help you develop your Catholic faith and know that it's really a community effort. Like we're all in this together and uh, there's just the doors open and everyone's welcome. And I, I think whenever there's someone who's new coming into the church or someone asks if they want to come to mass with me, I'm so happy. And I can tell you that everybody who's at church is always happy to see you there and, uh, you know, just stay persistent and, you know, kind of keep that even keel and you'll be okay. Man, that's really solid advice, especially immersing yourself in the daily readings and developing a habit for the holy um, sacrifice of the mass. So really good advice. So thank you. Um, so now we're going to move to the next topic and talk a little bit about um, your career and your passion for music. You know, I like music. I frequently talk about music on um, social media and entertain these conversations with people about um, artists and influential um, musicians and whatnot. Um, so I'm curious to know how and when did you think um, music was a, a passion for you? I think music's always been in my life, just like the Catholic faith. What's funny is that my mother's side, as I spoke earlier, is the Catholic side. My father's side, they're more Episcopal or agnostic. They're the musicians, you know, so it's kind of this uh, two prongs of the family tree with different interests. So I've really been really been around music for most of my life. Um, as a younger kid, I sang in boy choirs and would do kind of choral singing and whatnot. I played around with a little bit of instruments here and there and uh, just kind of would do that, do some theater and whatnot. Now I was on the performing side. I mean, on the listening side, you know, uh, my dad's a pretty decent hip hop head. So like I would I would be getting music off of him as a kid, but it was funny. It was like we always, he always had a rule. Like he would only give me like conscious records and like clean albums. When I was kids. I was only listening to like the clean version of like common albums and stuff, and like try music and things like that. Stuff that wasn't, uh, you know, some some of the music can be kind of lewd, you know. And uh, so I kind of got into that, and then once that ball out rolling, I really started exploring music on my own and learn a lot about um, learn a lot about the process. You know, I had known a little bit from like the theater side and like the more classical music side from being in choirs and whatnot, but I really didn't understand you know, the mechanics of hip hop for real. And, but I love the music and I wanted to create, but I always felt that I wasn't like, I didn't have the gift to, you know, play guitar super well or, because, you know, there's no NPCs or any of the hip hop kind of instruments in, you know, when you're singing like Beethoven or something like that, you know, you don't see that kind of stuff. And I thought because I didn't see myself playing any of those instruments, that, you know, I couldn't be musically talented like that. It's just whatever. I just like to listen. But then when I learned about how they're making the beats in hip hop and how they're using like the SP1200s and like the NPCs, they're kind of using whatever they could get in these machines. I was like, maybe this is something I can learn how to play, you know? And uh, so that's what I kind of started doing. I had met some friends when I was at school that are also into similar, like similar vibes. And they were using a lot of the, you know, traditional hip hop equipment. 
to make beats and that kind of really inspired me and I got my own own setup and I seem to have a knack for that so I'm happy it came around you know and uh I think from there like once I kind of once I kind of found that then I knew I was like all right I can really like pursue music and create it because now I have a way that I can take the things that I like and you know make it into something you know I've I have a paintbrush now you know and uh, that really kind of ignited the flame and it's kind of kept me going since. That's good to hear. Um, like immediately when you were talking about your father's influence and him being like a, a mega hip hop head and giving you like conscious records, I thought about um, like Common and like Water for Chocolate or Resurrection. Um, which is going to lead into my next question. Um, so who are some of your influences in your music? Um, yeah, sounds, musicians, artists, uh, movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who influences you? I think on the hip-hop front, uh, I've always been a big fan of Mad Lib uh, and his kind of work. I think what, what brought me to Mad Lib is the music but also just the culture and like the vibe of how he created you know he seemed to like be a very exploratory person like you'd almost use the music to like bring you to different places you know you have a beat tape about india and it'd just be indian music and i remember saying like an interview he's like i've never been to india but i traveled to india through these records you know and like that mentality has been really influential for me that i i take that into all lanes of music and that openness that he kind of brought to the game was something that, you know, allowed me to, you know, kind of just see wherever I go, kind of, you know, just walk in, you know, walk in faith and kind of see what see what music comes in front and be confident enough to know that I can make something of it as good. Uh, let's see who else. Um, I like a lot of like Pete Rock, Dilla, like it's kind of the bigger names, but they're, they're the bigger names because they're good and there's a lot of depth to what they do like especially with um with what dilla does it's it's crazy because you can appreciate his music on like 20 different levels it's like when i first started making hip-hop i listened to it like, yo the slum village is crazy you know and now that i'm like making it and i know the craft and i've gotten better at it i can listen back and be like oh it's still crazy you know <laughs> There's a bunch of other details and stuff that uh, kind of present Jay Dilla, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you think what else? I mean, I do listen to like a lot of um, a lot of old school records too. That's been a good byproduct of you know sampling and digging is that you just learn about the older music and you kind of just li like. Right. I just like listen to the records now, you know, like <laughs> I used to just like grab them and like hear a break and be like, oh, this whatever, and then like keep moving. But now it's like, uh, like I'll listen to like, you know, Harold Melvin or like modulations kind of records. And um, one of the big eras in music that I pull a lot of influence from is uh, like the Philly soul era, like what Philadelphia was doing in like the early to mid seventies. I think uh, part of the reason like I'm in Philly, so it's you kind of, it's culture, but also what they stood for, like they were very positive and they, they really made it a mission of their record label to, you know, build up the community and do a lot of activism and 
promote a lot of positivity through their records then you know and it's like a really good model for you know how we can bring that to music you know because you hear so much negativity now it's like you think it's impossible you know to make a dope record that's good that that like promotes a good record good message sorry and uh but they did it you know they had so many like they were super successful and uh majorly influential on music today and you know that that's a real big big influence for me and uh going forward yeah and so um like you just mentioned the importance of looking backwards for influences and you mentioned how hip-hop and rap samples from you know previous generations and i can recall i came late to the party I was listening to big one day and um one more chance popular song and then he sampled the barges stay with me and i was like light bulb moment like that's like one of the, arguably one of the like most samples that everybody knows from the barge so interesting but yeah i i agree with you on that um it's like a path it's like you'll hear a, a new record and it'll like set you on a on a journey you know you're like oh this goes to here or like maybe yeah you heard the old record yeah you know like i like you hear like the Isley, like the between the sheets, right? You hear that first and then you hear the sample and you're like, wait, what? And then you, it's like you kind of get involved in the creation. Like, I don't know, it's like puzzle pieces, you know, it's, it's real fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, me and my coworkers were having this same conversation some weeks or months ago about um, samples in hip hop. And we just had a, a really good time discussing that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so my next question, you kind of talked about this with the religious um, brother that you met. It was a friar, and you mentioned him, you being captivated by his witness and how he managed to um, adopt the biblical portrayal of God as creative and like integral in creation, um, and you finding you know passion and some similarity through that. So my next question um, is, how do you use your Catholic faith um, in your music? How do you see the two connecting? It's interesting because I feel like this is the question that I always kind of deal with, you know, uh, because it's like in the creative process, you really have to let go while you're creating, you know, like you can beforehand think about like, the philosophy of what you're doing or why you're doing it. And maybe afterwards you can analyze what you made uh, based on that. But in the moment, you really have to, uh, you can't be premeditating anything. It's just part of create like creativity, right? And that's always worried me because it's like when you have, um, like when you have your duty to Christ and you're, you're trying to like make sure that that message is heard, it's like you have to, like you can't you you can't premeditate it for the sake of the creation. You have to find a way that it comes out like naturally, you know. And that's you know some sometimes Christian music gets a bad rep because uh just a myriad of reasons. But that's one of the things is that because of like the premeditation, like like they'll go into the creation creative process with a goal with a fixed end. And while it's a good fixed end, just like the mechanics of the creative process don't 
play nice with with that kind of thing like that kind of thought process and uh in order to kind of get over that what i what i started to do was to go real honestly go back to like kind of like real sacred music like uh like liturgical music and chants and stuff just because a lot of that music it came it came out from like it was soul music you know and like the message of christ kind of came out from there you know and kind of understanding how how to marry those two um that was a big thing and i guess i also use um i also think like there's a what is it like the three virtues like beauty truth and uh i forget the third one but um goodness goodness yeah yeah and uh i i feel like making dope beats that's a form of beauty you know like <laughs> like you see the cathedrals and stuff and you see how we evangelize through beauty in all these ways and it's like i think that we you know sometimes because we're you know western whatever we we think that beauty got to look like you know, a real pretty picture or something like that. But like something that's cool is beautiful, you know? That's just another word for the same, something that's a dope beat, that's beautiful, you know? And uh, like using that, like just using like being fresh is like a form of evangelization, I think is an important thing. And it's something that uh, we as Catholics should, you know, embrace. And I, th I always think that's something that we have, you know, like that separates us maybe from like Protestant denominations is our emphasis on beauty and art and that importance of it, you know, and there's a, yeah, there's a million ways you can bring that to light that aren't just, you know, like the traditional Western kind of canon of things. And I think when you realize that it, it gives you a lot of freedom to kind of stay true to who you are and know that you can bring Christ's message through what you do without having to compromise what you do, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think you said it so beautifully about how the Catholic faith can inform uh, music. Um, so thank you for sharing. Um, so I've spoken to a number of musicians on air. Um, some of the Catholic hip hop scene, some just do regular, um, you know, stuff in the church. But they've never played a sample so you have the privilege of giving us a sample um so what can you tell us about um what you've provided for us uh, yeah, this is a snippet i got a new new beat tape coming towards the end of the year beginning of next year it's called shape translations and i'm just wrapping it up right now you know from the last few tweaks getting all the business kind of sorted for it and this is just a little a little snippet from the tape so you can kind of get you know kind of get a taste of what what's what's to come all right so for sure let's um give it a give it a try and let's see what it sound like
Wow, what an amazing recording that was. Thank you for sharing. You know, when I was listening to it, it kind of had like a real thousands kind of sound to it, a thousands hip-hop kind of sound. And then I could kind of hear that old-school reliance on samples with that background um, vocal that you inserted in there. But overall, it was really cool, man. I liked it. Uh, Definitely a refreshing approach to um, music today. So thanks. Um, So my last question is my favorite question. You know, in the Catholic Church, we emphasize the communion of saints. And then we just had like two holy days this week where we um, emphasize church triumphant and then the souls in purgatory. So um, who are your favorite saints and why? I guess my favorite, uh, one of my favorites is uh, Nicholas. That's my, uh, my pa- or, my patron saint, or the confirmation name. That, that's the one that I chose is Nicholas. And uh, he's, I'm a big fan of his just because of his humility and um, his just willingness. Like, it's like he, he knew he had a mission, you know, and um, he kind of like, you know, the story of him you know, throwing the gold through the window, like kind of the origination of like the the Santa Claus story, you know, like that kind of, um, he just wanted the deeds to be done, you know, and he didn't put himself in front of it. And they, like his humility was almost like to a fault where they would have to drag him out of being an ascetic to go help the community, you know, because he was so focused on what he was doing. And uh, I don't know, his journey is real inspiring. And I think he's a saint that, you know, is really a good role model and one that I look to for things in my daily life. And uh, I guess also we have uh, just passes, you know, Martin, St. Martin de Forest has a feast day and, you know, being mixed race, it's like, it's good to get some representation, you know, in the community of saints. And uh, it's cool to kind of have that, uh, just, you know, have that kind of figure there just to know that you're not alone, you know, and um, yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. St. Martin yeah. de Porres is a phenomenal saint who lived uh, an extraordinary life and had a, uh, a marvelous witness um, who can relate to us as people of color um, and like the trials and, that we go through. Yeah, that's cool. He- he had like a bunch of like powers and stuff too right he was he would bilocate and things like that and and (laughs) some of the saint stories are so they're so wild but they're also so grounding because it's like they're human too like i i I saw uh someone had said that was like saints are kind of like you know we there's like celebrities and culture now it's like saints is what is what is is supposed to be you know the celebrity is like a you know, like a secular kind of degradation right. of that, you know? But like these saints, it's like they're they're human, but they're also like, you know, superheroes and people that we can kind of look to guide us. And there's one for everybody. That's the best part, you know? You really, it's like you can go to church, you can find the people that you're in, in the congregation with, you find Jesus, and then you find some best friends that probably lived similar life in the communion of saints you know and that's that's so crazy how comprehensive it is you know and it is growing too you know yeah they add new saints every year and there's ones in the running you know kind of getting all that stuff sorted and that's a really nice feeling to have as a catholic and i'm really proud of that aspect of our faith
Yeah, for sure. And I think you highlighted um, an important part, an important point um, that there's a saint for everybody. And so God in his infinite goodness has all these friends and companions who can lead us close to him. And there's somebody that has a, a life and legacy that resonates with you. You just have to discover, pray and discern about who that is. And um, I think St. Nick and St. Martin DeVores are um, two great saints to look to uh, in the body of Christ. Um, so that's gonna conclude this interview, but I definitely appreciate you coming on and talking about your um, Catholic background and plus sharing a little bit about your music and providing us with that um, amazing sample that you gave us. Um, I know the listeners will pray for you and the work that you do. And I will add you to my prayer list um, so that your music career may continue to um, have Christ at the center. Thanks so much for having me on. You know, I, uh, I was really looking for a lot of black Catholic resources, you know, a few years ago, because, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, but you know, I grew up like in an Irish Catholic kind of environment. So I didn't, I didn't like my, my blackness and my Catholicism were not really married that much, you know, when I was younger and I was trying to, as I was coming back into the faith, I was trying to figure it out. And I really appreciate what you do with like the messenger and with this podcast and, uh, and the black Catholic messenger, the, uh, the website and just kind of having that voice, um, amongst all other voices and all other culture is represented in Catholicism, I think is just real important, really serves at home for people. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And I think going back to the parable of the talents from a Christ, you know, he gives us different amounts and what we do with them counts. And um, I'm glad to speak with people like you who are cashing in and cashing out <laughs> with their talents. So I appreciate that. And I know the work that you do is just as marvelous and has the Holy Spirit infused with it um, that has Christ at the center. So um, let's conclude this interview and um, may the listeners keep you in prayer and the work that you do. Uh, you can tune in to the next episode of Saintly Witnesses. Mm -hmm.